Welcome to The 100 Podcast. Ed and Charlie here with you. Hope you're well. Today we're joined by Hampshire and London Spirit leg spinner Mason Crane. Mason, how you doing, mate? Yeah, I'm well, thanks. Thanks for having me on. Not at all, not at all. Thanks for coming. Mason, first things first, you were picked up by the Spirit back in the 2019 draft, which feels like a, an age ago now. You got retained in 2021, obviously you're still there now. Um, let's cast our mind back to 2019. How did you first find out you were selected for the tournament? Were you watching on TV? Did you get a call from Warney? How did that go? Yeah, um, uh, obviously I was in the draft and stuff, and um, so I had a couple of mates around and we were just watching on telly. And um, it was pretty cool, really, because I guess... You, could have literally gone anywhere uh, in the country. I had absolutely no control over it. So, um, yeah, it was a pretty cool feeling when my name uh, was popped up on the screen. Yeah, and obviously that was a couple of years ago. We're now in the middle of the tournament and the 100 is obviously a brand new thing. It's a pretty unknown quantity. How have you found playing in the format so far? Is it drastically different to T20? What's it been like getting used to the new format? Um, well, I think it's been really good. Um uh, there are a lot of like talk about like you know different changes and how different stuff's going to feel weird when we got going. But um, to be honest, after a game or two, you kind of get used to the whole um, ten balls in a row and and not changing ends every set. I guess you call it, um, you know, things like that. And I guess there are other little rules that have changed as well. Which again, they just took a, a game or probably to iron out. You know, stuff like when you're if you get out caught, um, the batsmen don't uh, cross ends and stuff. So, um, but to be honest, playing in it, it's been great. And, and once you're actually uh, sort of stood there at the top of your mark or whatever, it, it's still cricket. So um, it's it's not been a whole lot different, if I'm being honest. Yeah, this is what we're hearing from quite a lot of players. They're all coming back to us with pretty much the same message. It's still cricket. It feels pretty familiar. One thing I'm curious about there, Mason, is that obviously with a uh, an eight-team tournament compared to an 18-team tournament in the blast. You've got a, a lot more concentration of talent. When you're out there on the pitch, does it feel like the standard is higher? Oh, God, yeah. Yeah, and no, I think, it. you know, you, of, of course it is. There's, there's more overseas than um, you'd get normally as well. There's obviously, like, like you said, a concentration of talent. And um, we were talking in the change room um, before the tournament began about what sort of scores we'd expect. And I think Ravi made the point, you know, that, the scores aren't going to be that high because it's all the best bowlers in county cricket. So, um, you know, I guess that's, uh, there's no real weak players. It's, it's um, you know, it's brilliant. And I think if we're being honest though, you know, the standard of the blast is pretty good as well. That's um, gone up and up since um, the last few years and sort of a big, big uh, push for white ball cricket in England in general. And you know, a lot more guys now on white ball deals and stuff. So um, the standard all is brilliant, but um, I've got to say it really does feel like a, a high standard when you're out there absolutely and one thing i'm curious about as well is you know you've got a lot of hampshire teammates in this competition i is this the first time you played against some of them and what's it been like coming up against like you know james vince liam dawson yeah that was really strange um you know as much as much the players as it is like you know all the backroom staff like a lot of the hampshire backroom staff are involved with the brave um so we played them um last week and that was that was kind of strange seeing all those guys that you're really close with um wearing a different kit and just doing different stuff entirely and um obviously playing Vincey and Dawson was weird um obviously Chris Woods Hampshire player as well he he got Vincey out and I caught it uh, on the boundary that was a, a pretty surreal moment really it was kind of something from a middle practice and um you know you, you don't really know how to react I guess because um 
so it's great you're getting him out, but it is it is kind of weird. You know, obviously you know him so well, so um, that's definitely something to get used to. Yeah, and obviously results haven't quite gone your way for the London Spirit as of yet. But I'm kind of interested. How do you, as a team, go about putting that behind you and moving forward to the next games? Because you've got a really interesting squad. In the fact that you have so much experience, like some Mohamed Nabi, Owen Morgan, Ravi Bapara, and then younger guys like yourself. How do you guys kind of go about, you know, taking the lessons and learning lessons of the past few games and kind of putting it into practice for the rest of the tournament? Well, if, I'm, if we're being honest, I don't think we've done a whole lot necessarily wrong. We're, we're staying in. The, uh, the last game was a bit of a blowout. You know, those happen in a tournament, but certainly the two games previous, um, two run chases, I think we'd probably be pretty honest and say we should have got over the line. And, um, you know, like Morg said in it and uh, after the game the other day, you know, we're not losing these games down to skill. We're just, we're just, no one's really taking the game by the scruff of the neck and getting it done themselves. And, you know, we've not had that one real, like, proper standout individual performance yet um, to sort of, you know, just win a game on your own and just, you know, sort of take it there. So, you know, it's disappointing because I think you look at the team we've got and, you know, if and when we fire, I think it's a really, really good side. And like I said, there's a lot of experience. So, um, you know, it's great to be around those guys and, and learn off them. But, um, you know, ultimately, we've, we've just been a bit short so far and uh, we've put just you know, searching for a win, really. And it's one of those where if we do win one of those tight ones early on, it, it, we'd probably win the, the next couple of tight ones as well. Yeah, you mentioned the experience in the dressing room, and there's an awful lot there. I mean, Morgan, Joe Denby, Ravi Bapara, Mohamed Nabi, there's so much international experience. And is there anything in particular you really picked up from, from working with those guys, being in the same room, dressing room, on the same pitch as them? Um, It's just it's, it's just all the small things, really. Like they're sort of just calmness and... um. You know, it's really, I always find it really interesting watching how um, people go about their business when they obviously know their game so well, as all those guys do, because they must have, you know, reached a point where they go, this is, for me, this is the right way to do things. And, um, you know, a lot of them are very calm. You know, they're not uh, necessarily big emotional characters that's going to let the game get to them. They're, they're pretty, um, they're pretty level-headed and steady. And, you know, Morgs especially, it's just brilliant to have out there, you know, when you're, when you're, uh, bowling and anything could be going on around him he's just always the same which is um which is well it's a very special sort of quality to have to be honest so um you know like, like it's just it's just great being around those guys and watching them how they're gonna go about um preparing for a game how they go about a game day you know things like that I've, um it's always a bit of a pleasure really to see how they go about it because they're all such good players of course, and I, I imagine it's obviously so good to be around those guys. And one thing when I look at your squad that really interests me is there's a lot of spin there. Obviously, yourself, Nabby, Rolf and the Merva, Joe Denley, Dan Lawrence, both with a spin as well. What I'm curious about is with so many spinners in that side, how do you see your role in the side? How, how does your role get defined? Um, there are a lot of spinners, but I, they're all they're all apart from me batters as well. So um, I'm the only specialist spinner, if you like, and. Um, you know, I'm certainly more of a probably an attacking bowler than than most of them in terms of um, obviously being a leg spinner first, but you know, it's trying to spin the ball both ways and stuff like that. And um, you know, it's also different when you get guys like Nabby, who's he's pretty much you know bankering the power play. You know, he's a, he's a very good power play bowler, whether he was a seamer or a spinner. Um, it's kind of taken out of it a bit because he is normally done before the middle. 
Um, you know, so like the, the way the last few games have panned out, he would sort of bowl pretty early. Then it's almost with, with the two spinners and me and Roloff. So I don't think my role changes too much from what I do for Hampshire, really. It's just I'm in the middle generally towards the end and just trying to be pretty aggressive and take wickets. But, you know, I'm also, uh, I'm not silly. You know, I'm never going to just start lobbing them up and try and take wickets, trying to go for runs. You know, that the game is about how many runs are scored at the end. So, um, you know, I, I understand that, that as well. But my role doesn't really change from how I, how I play for Hampshire. Yeah, and you mentioned, I guess, being slightly more aggressive options. Obviously, Nabi balls in the power play. Roloff van der is more of a defensive spinner. Obviously, a very skillful one, but he loves firing it in the block hole and being tough to get away. I guess one of the earliest memories a lot of people have of you bowling is when you played T-Swing cricket against South Africa. And A.B. de Villiers hit you into the stands, I think, a couple of times. But you tossed it up, got him playing the same shot and got him out. And I think it's that kind of aggression and you know ability to accept that you know, might go for runs, which can be really special about leg spin and your bowling. How do you go about and what is your mindset when you're in the middle of, of taking wickets? Uh, well, basically, what is your mindset when you're out there? Um, well, I think in, in in T20 cricket, in 100, whatever it is really, short form, um, like I said, the game is about runs. So I'm trying to not go for runs. You know, what, you know obviously they're going to try and, hit boundaries and stuff and, and pick up twos and stuff. And I think by stopping them doing that is how you get your wickets in T20, I think. I think if you were to bowl four wickets, if you know what I mean, then uh, that's kind of where you become in danger there because that's the, so the, the sort of balls that you get people out with also the sort of balls that they can they can slog sweep for six and they can run down for six. Um, you know, and then it's just about being aggressive with your field really you know, having done your homework and stuff, what, knowing where people are going to try and hit you, where can you put your fielders, try and make them hit somewhere else. And that's how you'll, you'll get wickets. And, you know, fr from spinning the ball both ways, I was, I think it's going to be harder to, uh, to hit me over the ropes or, or, or try and hit boundaries really. Uh, and that's how I'm going to get my wickets. You know, I, I wouldn't say I'm necessarily bowling for them. Um, they just sort of happen to build up a pressure. And if you get a couple of dots, it's that feeling, right? Well, they're, they're probably going to try and hit me for six here. So, where do I bowl? Um, where do I bowl to avoid that? What is their six option? You know, stuff like that. I think the wickets just tend to come in in this format. Hmm. And obviously, on that spin attack again, you have a lot of variety. Obviously, lots of options, and we've seen you guys utilize ten ball sets a few times with spinners to kind of you know, utilize the correct boundaries that you might want to bowl to and good matchups. Have you found that challenge of bowling longer sets, especially when I guess batters have longer to see you pick you and kind of get a better understanding how you're bowling that day? Um, well, I quite enjoy it to be honest. Um, I don't. It doesn't feel very long actually when you bowl it which is a bit strange because obviously 10 balls is quite a lot um but it's weird when you bowl five you obviously have the discussion about whether you're going to carry on or not it's you know generally you, you feel like you've just sort of started so you feel sort of want to carry on here because i'm just getting into it and uh, i think what helps that is obviously the the same batter stays on strike uh so if you have just bowled a couple of dots at someone or or whatever there was maybe a chance or something um, you get to sort of go straight at them again. You know, it's not this whole like, obviously in normal T20 cricket, anything could happen that other over and they may be on strike, they may not be, you just you just sort of don't know. In this, you can keep going and keep going at the same 
the same guy, which I quite enjoy. But um, yeah, it's pretty good. And to be honest, a lot of the decision is about just how we're both sort of me and the captain are feeling about oh that feels uh, feels I'm going to get a wicket in a minute, or it feels like they're going to struggle to score in this. So you just keep going, you know. It's um, but yeah, it doesn't really feel as long as it probably looks from a watching point of view. To be honest. Yeah, it's interesting because I think over the course of the tournament, one of the things I've noticed is that, particularly with seam bowlers, also with spinners, but when the seamers stay on for an extra set of five after this first five, so many times the sixth ball will go for six or a four. And I guess it's true the spinners slightly as well, but slightly less so. But I guess my question is, why do you think it's so much of a spinners thing at the moment and less of a, a seamers thing? Um, I think as a spinner, sometimes you get like a bit of momentum against a batter. So you have a couple of dots or they miss a sweep or something and you can just sort of turn around and quickly bowl another one. I feel sometimes seamers because of the big, a bigger gap between um, between balls for them. Obviously, I got a longer way to get back, and there's more thinking time, and it's more like set play ball by ball. And I think as a spinner, you know, you can sort of bowl two or three balls without anyone realizing. It's just sort of a bit of a bit more of a rhythm. Um, so I think that that massively helps. Obviously, if a seamer does bowl ten in a row, you know, it's going to take a long time. Um, and yeah, that's probably from, just from watching the biggest thing, especially when seamers are bowling at the end. It's almost like every ball is very individual. Uh, what's gone before it doesn't necessarily um, have any impact on what's going to come next. Yeah, it's, it's interesting, actually. Um, obviously, as a leg spinner, we've seen leg spin become an increasingly valuable commodity in the short form of the game after the last five years or so. And you've seen guys like Rashid Khan, Kays Ahmed come through and become increasingly valuable players. Um, what is it about leg spin that you think is, is, is so difficult for, for batters to face? Well, like I said before, in general, I think it's the whole the thing of spinning it both ways. I don't, you know, it's not necessarily about um, like the mystery of it. You know, like people know it's going to happen. Uh, but it's more just that out of the hand, it might take a split second longer um, to just realise what that ball's going to do, perhaps. And then it's just in that split second, you've kind of taken away the option of hitting a six or whatever. There's, they might be already started a swing on a certain path or something else. Um, you know, and then it's just because it's wrist spin, there's probably just a bit more on it. You know, it's a bit harder to um, to hit over the ropes. And, and if you do get it slightly wrong, a bit more, a few more revs, a bit more spin or whatever, it might be a bit easier to catch an edge. Um, you know, obviously the downside of it is that you probably bowl more, probably will bowl more bad balls uh, over the course of a long period for the batter to hit. But, you know, I think it's just that general, you, you're, always just slightly closer to the edge of the bat in white ball cricket. Um, you know, I think a big thing to do with that is obviously it's when we play like red ball cricket, you know, the spin on day four is it's going to spin no matter who's bowling. It's day four. Because on this, obviously, they're pretty much fresh wickets all the time. So you've got to have more on it to be able to get anything out of the surface. So I think that's probably um, the biggest reasons why it's leg, leg spin's done so well. And as a leg spinner of your age, I imagine you grew up watching or probably inspired a lot by your head coach of the London spirit, Shane Warne. How fun has it been working with him and being coached by him? And I guess, how are you picking his brains? Obviously he's one of the cleverest bowlers of all time, one of the smartest guys out there and is someone who really mastered the art. So how are you finding working with him? Well, it's been, it's been amazing so far. And, you know, like you said, it kind of is a bit of a dream come true for me. Um, yeah, I think I speak for a lot of leg spinners at my age, probably that uh, we're probably all here because of because of him and what he did. Um, but he's just been outstanding, really. I, I've um, 
it's, it's kind of this experience has been everything I really want it to be with in regards to, to bowling with, with Warney and, you know, every sort of warm up, every sort of training session, he's, he's always making sure that um, he's there and he's, he's, he's always talking to me about fields and how to, how I can always be more aggressive and how I can try and, you know, play around with a better and what shot I want them to play and things like that. So, um, no, he's been brilliant and not just me with me either to be honest with the whole team like his, his cricket brain is there for all to see he's he's constantly um thinking in his head and not just watching him watch games is quite exciting because he's just constantly doing calculations of where he thinks everyone needs to be and who needs to be bowling next and who should be going in next and what shots that they should be playing and stuff so um he's been absolutely brilliant so far and obviously he's uh he's not well at the moment but um you know, hopefully he can, he can get back around the guys soon. Yeah, obviously it's a shame that he he's out and we send Warnie all the best. But in those first couple of games, you could see that high energy really at practice. He was steaming around the field, talking to guys on the boundary, getting his thoughts out there. He seems to be really proactive with his coaching, which I think is really fun. Yeah, he is. And, and um, you know, that's great because I think that there's a, a bit of a modern way of coaching that, you kind of spit hands off and let the players work it out for themselves. And it's slightly refreshing at times to have someone actually go, no, this is, this is what I think is best. We should try this. Why don't you, why don't you move this fielder? Why don't you bowl around the wicket? Why don't you come from that end? You know, stuff like that is, it's actually really refreshing. And, um, you know, it, it's great for everyone because he, he's, he's making us all think all the time. We're, we're constantly thinking about how we can improve, you know, what, what I need to be doing in, in that scenario. And, um, the great thing about him as well is his, his, his sort of team first mantra, which is, is really brilliant as well. You know, he's, he's just whatever you need to do for the team is kind of is what he's, he's uh, interested in. And um, yeah, he's got us all thinking, which is great. Yeah, it really does sound like you and Shane Warner are a match made in heaven as far as a coach and player uh, combination goes. Moving back slightly to something a bit more general then. Um, Obviously, your career started so strongly and you really burst onto the scene, played a few games to England, both in the white and red ball stages. Had a slightly tough season or two after that, but they are really back to your best. Do you think the 100 can be a, a launch pad for you to push on both for franchise gigs and maybe an England spot too? Um, yeah, I don't see why not. I don't see, I see sort of every game as a, um, an opportunity for stuff like that. Um, you know, like I said, I had a couple of tough years there with injuries and stuff and um I didn't bounce back so well from my injury initially. Um, but, you know, kind of since COVID, I feel like it's, it's been going well. And, um, you know, this has kind of come at a, a nice time for me that I feel I'm, I'm fit again and, bowl, and bowling well. So, you know, I, I don't, um, I'm not going to sort of worry about stuff like that because I know if I just keep bowling well um, for a long time, then I guess it takes care of itself. Um, you know, that's exactly what happened last time. You know, I just... I didn't really think about it. And next thing I knew I was, I was involved in, in England stuff. So yeah, um, it, it's a, it's a big stage. Every game's on TV, every game's an opportunity and stuff. I, I, I fully understand that, but um, I'm not really going to let it be in my thinking because, you know, I don't want to sort of not, uh, I've done myself justice and not do as well as I can uh, because I'm thinking of something else, you know, that's, uh, that's kind of not the, not the thing I, I, I want to be doing. I just want to enjoy what I am doing, playing for London Spirit, um, enjoying such good competition and stuff and just see what happens after that. 
Yeah, well, best of luck for the rest of the tournament, Mason. It's been fabulous to talk to you. Really fascinating to chat to a leg spinner. And I feel very jealous of you working with Shane Warns, a guy who leg spin myself in the years. So thank you so much for joining us and best of luck for the rest of the tournament. Cheers, guys. Thank you very much. Thank you very much for listening to the podcast. You can find us on Twitter at Podcast 100. We've got loads of clips there, loads of different stuff going on. So make sure to follow us there. And please rate, review and subscribe to the podcast. We'd love to know what you think and uh, it would really help us out. So thank you very much for listening to the 100 podcast and we'll speak to you next time.